Hello. I've heard it's your birthday today. So, happy birthday from everybody at Liverpool FC. If you want, you can stop now the video. If not, you have to hear how I'm singing. How I'm singing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Your name? To you. Happy birthday to you. You are listening to The Forecast, India Edition, Season 1, Episode 3. As a lad from Liverpool growing up, I never would have dreamt that I'd be in a position to help and support the club and guide us through what I think is going to be an incredibly exciting uh, couple of years to come. It's an honour, it's a privilege. My dad imbued Liverpool Football Club into me. We, we first walked into Anfield uh, holding my hand in 1959, Liverpool 4, Lake Norian 3. I can still feel and smell and experience that that day and um, you know you feel like you're you're going to meet your dad again and he's going to say so how did it all end up and i said i ended up as the ceo of our club dad this is not only a passion i have for for the business of football but this is my club the great companies i've worked with before i have a passion i have a passion for the product for the brand for the people but but when you add the passion for your club this is where i was born yeah this is very very special and the the weight of what i will be doing on the expectations of hundreds of millions of people like me as devout Reds, it's huge for me. This club deserves and is determined to be where we were in the 70s and 80s, and in my estimation, the best club in the world. We have the best footballing story, we're the biggest footballing family in the world. My job is to make sure that we deliver against everything that I as a fan, I as the CEO, and everybody that loves what we do here, um, deliver against their expectations. Welcome Peter Moore, Liverpool FC's new CEO. Welcome to the Forecast India. Season 1, Episode 3. The Forecast is the official podcast of four fields of Enfield Road. We are at www.foresight, that's F-O-A-R-S-I-T-D-E.com. We are an international community of Reds, and our site features all kinds of peace, news, opinions. Uh, of course, in the regular season, we have match reports and player ratings. We don't have a lot of that right now. But um, we are always striving to bring you great content, like this podcast, for example. You'll find it not only on our site, but also on iTunes, Google Play Music, um, and a variety of podcast, podcast platforms. So um, thank you for joining us on this show. 
We have a lot of things to talk about, um, interesting things to discuss on the show tonight. Um, but uh, first and foremost, let me introduce myself. My name is Joe. I'm your host for this show. And I'm not alone. I've got several guests with me today. Say hi, Amir. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Hi, Amir. Say hi, Aditya. Hey, guys. Good to be back. Hey, good to have you back too as well. And say hi, Pranav. Hi, everyone. Good to be back again. Okay, Pranav, again, your voice um, needs to be a little bit louder, but yeah, welcome to the show, Pranav. And say hi, Shankar. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Hope you had a great lunch, everybody. <laughs> well, it depends on what time they hear it as well. It could be breakfast or dinner or eating at odd hours. Uh, you know, I think for most of Asia, it's uh, lunch, yeah. <laughs> well, we'd like to think that um, people from not just in Asia are listening to the forecast India. I've got a, a lot of um, good comments from people from all over the world saying that they enjoy listening to the forecast India. And why, why shouldn't they enjoy it, right? It's a great show. And by popular request, finally, we have someone from Calcutta. Say hi to Shibasis Roy. Hi, Shibs. Hey, hello. Nice to be here. But hey, I don't deserve that kind of a welcome, I guess. I mean, I'm just a teeny-weeny little lad from Calcutta. I don't really know much. Teeny-weeny lad. How how teeny-weeny? Not mini-me. Not mini-me size. I don't know. Maybe 90 kilos? (laughs) (laughs) That's not mini-me, God. (laughs) You know, 90 kilos. Just like V. Joe Allen. V. Joe Allen, yeah. (laughs) 90, 90 kilos. I think that's probably the weight of Shankar's left thigh at the moment. Wow, Shankar, I don't want to get in a yeah. fight with you. Yeah, no, you don't want to. You know, he's, he's, he's just a little pinky could, you know, squeeze the light out of, life out of you, you know. He's, uh, he's, um, I think he said that he's training to... Um, what was it you're trying to do again, Shanks? Shanks? No, actually, I'm going to Himalayas in another three weeks. Going to where, sorry? Himalayas. Uh, ah, okay, three. Himalayas, okay. I'm going to Spiti Valley, yeah, for trekking. I'm a regular trekker. Oh, oh amazing. Nice. So amazing. you're yeah, so you're like Indiana Jones and Arnold Schwarzenegger all rolled into one, basically. And show yeah, and a crazy football fan too. <laughs> a crazy LFC fan. Great, great, great. He's, uh, a, he's a South Indian version of uh, Indiana Jones. Maybe. It's the South Indian version of Indiana Jones, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. that, that's a movie I'm waiting to watch. Ah, uh, hmm, not sure. Let me send an email to no. Okay, Steven Spielberg at IndianaJones.com. <laughs> hmm, strange, it bounced back. I'll try again later. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me on the show. Um, as I said, we're going to talk about quite a few things today, but um, let's clear through the mess of all the rumors, okay? Um, right. First and foremost. Um, uh, Mohammed Salah. Okay, Mohammed Salah. We don't know. Um, have you guys heard anything? The last I heard is that he's agreed terms with um, the club. Um, he's on 90,000, is that right? Uh, 90K per week. Um, I'm not sure what the fee is. So I think that's where the sticky, sticky point is in terms of Roma. Um, the or- agreement with Roma. Okay, what Roma want. I think the last I heard was, was it 34? Or yeah, 35 million, 35 million pounds, right? Pounds. Yeah. Pounds, we yeah. Offer yeah. 20, we offer 28, they are asking for 35. Yeah. That's so according to IT case, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of, speaking of in the nose, you know, I, I've been reading exclusive interviews with 
um, reporters, you know, exclusive interviews of reporters. That's like screwing with a rumor of a rumor. It doesn't make sense to me. It's crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, but it's a transfer window. Everyone just wants to have a bit of fun, you know? Yeah, that's true. Everyone wants to get everyone in a yeah. mad state. Yeah, yeah. Okay, any any new things on the on the Salah case? I know uh, Shankar has been is an avid follower of all of the down and dirty rumors. Um, any updates on this? Uh, is it still a Roma agreement thing? I, I did see um, we did see this um, tweet that's going around with this supposed to, supposedly this guy in. Uh, uh, some Egyptian picture. fan went and met uh, met him. They took a selfie and he said, uh, "Hopefully, he said you you will play for LFC." He said. This guy asked, come and play with Firmino, Coutinho and Mane. Uh-huh. He said, Inshallah, hopefully he will play. Um, uh-huh. Most people are just going crazy over that photo and that tweet snapshot. Uh-huh. That's the latest thing in uh, uh, Salah case. That's it. Uh, nothing else in uh, VVD. I don't think uh-huh. anything is happening in VVD. Nobody knows what's happening in VVD case. Uh-huh. What What do you guys think? Um, I mean, well, we've been we've been talking a lot on the on the on the whatsapp group and by the way guys we we have a if you're listening we have a whatsapp group um you know uh, with with these guys um and you know if you miss if you miss reading that group for like 10 minutes you probably have to scroll through a thousand messages so <laughs> but it's great because uh, thanks to all of us yeah <laughs> Uh, it's great though because it kind of distills all the noise from Twitter into a single WhatsApp group. But um, I think Amir is not too pleased with it because it drains his battery, right, Amir? No, no, it's fine. Even you know, I'm a chatterbox, so I like it. <laughs> okay, chatter away. Do you think we're this VVD to <clears throat> VVD to LFC? Do you think it's going to work? It's going to happen or not? Uh, not for seventy million. Uh, hmm. That's you know that's crazy amount that the Southampton are asking uh, and they are right to ask for that amount because you know they don't want to lose their uh, asset mm-hmm. but you can't buy yeah. game 8 uh, with a team mm-hmm. uh, for 70 million that's crazy money for that you can buy two good you know a center back and a left back which we need so for 70 million uh, definitely not uh, VVD but uh, for 35 to 40 million uh, fine that's a uh, you know that's the norm right now. So mm-hmm. 35 to 40 million is fine by me. Definitely not 70 million. Okay. Does anyone think, okay, does anyone here today think that, you know, screw the 70 million, it's, he's still worth it if he helps prevent 10 to 15, if he, if he helps to get 10 to 15 um, wins, okay, you know, plugging a porous defense that we seem to have. Um, does anyone here think that, you know what, we should just pay it and make a statement of intent? Yeah, not unless we have a, a sugar daddy like Man City have or Chelsea have. Mm-hmm. It's just insane amount for a defender. I think. In fact, we had a better defending season compared to last five seasons. Mm-hmm. We've been checking the stats and we have improved. We have considered less amount of goals uh, compared to the last five season. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should trust Lauren a little bit. Uh, it's imperative you buy another uh, main mm-hmm. defender, but uh, it, to throw 70 million on defender is totally insane. Mm-hmm. I won't agree with that. Yeah, it also, doesn't let's I need sense. to. Go. I need to. Uh, Shibs, you were first, right? Go ahead. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there's a consensus here that we don't want to spend that kind of money on a defender. It doesn't really make sense. There are other options viable. I'm pretty certain viable options available. Uh, just look around the continent. I mean, you found Matip there, and he didn't cost you an arm and a leg. Uh, it's pretty sure by now that Southampton, they don't want to sell. If they don't want to sell, I mean, what's the point? It just doesn't make... It makes me crazy. That kind of money for a defender... Um, I mean, I go back to the Rafa days. Uh, there was this Greek... Uh, not a Greek god, but a Greek monster. Uh, Kyrgyz, Kyrgyzakos, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, and uh, we got him for peanuts. And he did a good job for us. So mm. there are options available. Just not that kind of money. I mean, spend that on something else. It will help. Okay. Pranav, you were about to add something. Yeah, I need to ask a question here. Like... Uh, do we really think that uh, VVD can solve our issue? Because uh, to be uh, to be fair or honest, uh, I have never seen Southampton Southampton play uh, against when they, when they play against us. Uh, I don't know. Uh, very honestly, I have not followed him. I'm not a big fan of him. Uh, so please, can you help me, guys? Uh, is first of all, is he worth it? And then uh, then again, has Joe asked that will we afford 70 million for that guy? Uh, definitely not 70 million, especially coming back from the injury. We don't know what the intensity of that injury. Uh, we have to just wait and watch uh, how we recover from that injury. In fact, today I saw a uh, video in Twitter that he is practicing. Somebody tweeted that he is uh, come back, he's, he's back coming training, back to yeah, look or something yeah. Yeah, in Twitter. Mm. Uh, he's just doing the basic stuff and uh, jumping and jogging and mm. collecting the balls and things. That's it. Yeah. We just have to wait and watch. How, how bad that injury was because we always always have a bad, bad luck with the injuries. This he's been out for four months, huh? He's been out for four months, isn't it? And that's I think in his career, I think in a I think was it in the first show, um, Forecast India show we 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 discussed also the previous show we talked about his injury a little bit and I and I said, um, this has been this has actually been the longest period that he's been out. Um, so, and then uh, it's, yeah. Even uh, Lovren looked good when he was in Southampton. So, I, I really doubt when we buy a Southampton player so quickly. So, I, I'm always sceptical about it. Also, you know what? If you're talking about 70 million, uh, let City have him only because they have like a 200 million watches. Hopefully, that puts <laughs> a dent in their watches. So, you know, maybe we can like haggle for one of their other targets. Never know. It's like let them, let them blow all their wad early, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's a nice strategy right there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were a family show, guys. Hmm. Okay. Uh, young boys and girls, cover your ears. All right. Um, that's VVD. Does anyone actually think that this deal is going to get done? I think you, you hear um, and you read all these kind of little snippets of news and people's, people's perceptions of things and not really based on any sense of reality or, or something like that. But, um, you know, he see that you hear that VVD would want to play for us. He prefers to play for us, um, but then he still got what? How many years outstanding on his contract at the Saints? Six years. Just outstanding. Six years, is it? A last. A last year. She. Right? I mean, seriously. I mean, if you were the Saints, would you want to sell him? I mean, he's he's for them. He's like their captain, right? And uh, he's he's like a rock for them at the back. Um, I, I, 
I really think there will be a move uh, for VVD this summer. It may not be to us. It may be to someone else. Just because of the amount of interest, um, mm. interest out there for a centre back, so it, it, the demands just crazy. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, the options aren't very great either. Okay. Okay. So that's where we are. Um, Pranav, you were asking about whether you think he's really good enough, right? You're you're not entirely yeah. convinced of that. Apart from maybe we talked about his injury and all these kind of things. I'm not, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Shanks? Yeah, I mean, actually, uh, Southampton South had a poor defensive season than us. They considered about 48 goals last year. And though they, they, did, they did have a clean sheet against us in the cup games, but they considered some silly goals like us. I don't think VVD would improve the, our defence that much. Having a very good defensive midfielder will improve, uh, will improve our defence. But he, he did miss a lot of games, right? He, 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 missed, he missed a lot of games. Three months, I think. That's, three months, that's yeah. during the last uh, end of the season. Yeah, that's during the end of the season. Yeah. But in the early season, uh, Southampton was performing poorly. Yeah. yeah. He relies a lot on his pace, isn't he? Doesn't he? He relies a lot on, 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 his, on his speed um, you know, to recover from a situation where, you know, where a ball is with an attacker and, and he relies on that pace to get back to track, that, uh, to track and recover the ball or to make the tackle. And, um, you know, we, I'm not saying that that's the only thing he relies on, okay? Uh, that's not what I'm saying, but he relies a lot on, of, of, on that. So, you know, we have seen so many players in the past that have played for us, Michael Owen, for example, who rely purely on speed, okay? Um, and, and in terms of an attacking perspective, playing off the shoulder of the last man, okay? And when that goes because of an injury or whatever, that's it. The whole game goes as well. It's like a house of cards almost. Um, Amir, do you know enough of VVD to comment on his strength vis-a-vis speed? Is that the only thing he brings to the game, to the table, um, on, or, or what? Uh, he's, uh, he has quite a bit strength as well. Uh, he's good aerially as well. Uh, but yeah, as you said about the speed, that you know injuries they take something off you. Uh, it had, uh, you know, we had the same thing with Sturridge. He has lost a bit of pace. Mm. Uh, injuries do uh, that to you. But uh, yeah, I think uh, he's very good aerially. Uh, he's very good. Uh, he's he has that brute strength. But I've never seen him, you know, sprint that much because their formation is you know park the bus against these big teams. Okay. And against smaller teams, uh, I haven't seen them play you know, proper football. Right. And anyways, uh, their academic graduate, uh, Stephens, even he had a very good game against us uh, the last time we played them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I think he's a bit overrated for me. Uh, th- this might be an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. But for me, he is a bit, bit, not much, but he's a bit overrated for 50 million. Right. You know, one one of the things we haven't spoken about VVD is his ability on the ball. Uh, for a defender, he's got fantastic ability on yeah, the ball. Yeah, he really does. puts in like yeah. amazing balls like uh, across across the pitch. Yeah. So I think that's one of the reasons he's yeah. he's been so attractive. It's not just his defending. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I have to, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this story is continuing to roll, um, isn't but, it? Uh, yeah. I mean, said that. How good is he in defending set piece? See, our problem is not defending man to man. He always, always uh, did well man to man. But when when it comes to those crosses, those free kicks, the corner kicks, that's when we always do those silly things. We we never we always fail to clear the second ball. 
how good he is in clearing that uh, uh, Sippy's long balls. But then you can argue that Lovren, uh, Lovren is uh, better in uh, open play. So if we start considering in open play, then you are going to criticize a VVD for that. Uh, I'll just butt in here and um, I have a couple of things. Um, yeah, VVD, I think he's a good defender. No question about that because uh, so many people are after him and they are willing to spend that kind of money. So that tells you that, yes, you are good. But are you good for 70 million? No. But uh, pace as a defender for us is uh, important, I think. Because, I mean, uh, it, this is an important point to keep in mind. Because playing for Southampton or for Burnley and playing for Liverpool, this is different. Uh, with these lower tier teams, uh, you are always in a form formation. I mean, uh, two banks of four defenders, you're always almost like a tight bunch and you look out for one another. As LFC, we play most of our football in the opposition half. So I feel we we have been caught time and time again when uh, people are uh, you know countering at pace against us. And uh, so a defender with pace can really be uh, nice for us. But is that for 70 million? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So I have one more question here. Like, is pace that important, or the positioning of the defender is important? Because Matt, I don't think he's too quick, but the way he positions himself is, he, he stops, uh, he stops the counter attack many, many times. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I think I think pace is important for us only because we also play a high line when we're playing mm -hmm. open, in, the, in open play and open transition. Excellent. So I think right, pace, right. recovery pace is important. Yeah, it excellent. is. It is. Yeah, yeah. Also, we also it's been a long time since we had a good fullbacks. Okay, client is okay, but uh, on the other side, we always get exposed on the either client side or we need a good set of fullbacks to have a, a proper defending setup. Our, our, yeah, go ahead. No, sorry, Shanks. Please finish. Yeah. Anyway, we we need if if our center made defensive defenders. Uh, need to perform better. We need to support them from the flanks. We always, even against Crystal Palace, we, Lauren was not able to do anything because he got attacked from the flank. He's the one guy he cannot do anything against Benteke. Benteke is such a beast. He cannot do anything against Benteke. Our problem has been from the flanks. We've been always exposed from the flanks. We have to look on that side too. So, yeah, I, I did read another another comment saying that, you know, we should go all out and get him. doesn't matter, you know, 70 million, just get him because he... Uh, a pairing of VVD and Matip could really be our version of Vidic and Ferdinand. Um, so, you know, that's, that was a great pairing, there, despite the fact that they play for a shit club. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, let, let's, let, let's do this, okay? Um, let's play pass or move. Pass meaning pass, you're going you're gonna to pass on the play, you don't want him. Or move as you are going to move for him, okay? So, um, at £50 million, pounds, Amir... Are you going to pass or move on VVD? Uh, move. Move. Aditya? Uh, at 50 million, definitely going to make a move on him. Yeah. Pranav? Pranav? Shanks? Shanks? Yeah, I think I'm going to pass because for 50 million, we could get a couple of very good defenders from German League. Okay. You guys are always yeah. better. Chips? I'm back, I'm back, yeah. Okay, Pranav, uh, pass or move on 50 million VVD? Uh, pass. pass. I don't think he's worth that kind of money. Okay, uh, Shibs? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say pass. For 40, I'm a move, but for 50, I'm a pass. 
Ooh, wow. That that doesn't leave many many takers on <laughs> move for 70 million though, because I'm sure Amir, you're gonna move, you're gonna say pass on 70 million for VVD. Absolutely. Mm. Okay, okay. Let's see. Um, story is continuing to roll. Um, we talked so much about him. I'm not sure whether it's actually going to happen. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, you so, know, just before, yeah. Sorry to interject, right? Yeah. Sorry. So I was just wondering. You were just talking about us getting some fullbacks. Uh, I saw some links linking us to Benjamin Mendy. I don't know if anyone's heard anything more about that. And you know, does does somebody know how good he actually is? I can't comment. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's really. Mm-hmm. Thing I heard about Benjamin Wendy, I think everybody said he's going to Man City. Man City spent some about 35-40 million on him. Uh, the deal was almost finalized. That was the last rumor regarding Mendy. After that, nothing was on my timeline. I do follow quite a, uh, lots of IT case, but uh, now the only thing is happening is Salah and VVD. That's it. Even VVD has gone by the backbench. Now the most happening thing is Salah. And and also the the thing with Mendy to City, right? Yeah, Mendy to City is. Uh, I think that I saw that three four days back. After that, there was no sound about Mendy. So don't you think that's the laziest thing ever? I mean, um, uh, who's that? Who's the guy that they sent? Who they? Who's that guy that, from Monaco that they just signed again? City. The name just escapes. Escapes. Bernardo Silva. Silva. Yeah. Bernardo Silva. And then after that, this Mendy guy. Okay. Um, and, and I'm sure if uh, Mbappe was available, they probably go for him as well. So it's like you know. You have a, 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 a Ferrari, a Porsche, uh, and a McLaren, you know, in your in your in your garage, uh, all from this, you know. It's crazy. It's just it's just such lazy way of thinking. I'm thinking yeah. that if Pep doesn't win the title next year, he's going to get sacked, basically. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. He doesn't have an excuse. Yeah, Pep. I, I I read an article. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I read an article where uh, the city owner said that they need to win uh, PL and CL. Only then he will consider the uh, season as a success. So I don't think uh, Pep has, he can afford this season as a uh, letter way because uh, too much pressure on him. Okay. Yeah, CL is casual leave and PL is permanent leave. Uh, the points he dropped this season that's casual leave and next season after that pep will be on permanent leave so i'm fine with that no problem nice i think it's about time somebody finds pep out oh i really think he's a fraud i think he's had too many too expensive tools to play with i think it's it's time somebody finds him out right 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 chips just for that comment and the oscar goes to Goes to you basically. Yeah, I, I would like to add one more thing that yeah. having a Ferrari and a Bentley, all those things are fine. But Premier League is not a smooth road. It's like Indian roads. You will always have bums and pottery roads. You need to have a tool for that. <laughs> oh, guys, I'd like to present to you Shankar, yeah, infrastructure specialist on uh, India. Anything to do with roads, uh, trains, bridges, call him. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, surprise, surprise! Crystal Palace cannot afford Sako. <laughs> yeah, we didn't know that. Uh, maybe, maybe a blessing in disguise for us. No, that's that's not a surprise because the fat Sam went away. Wait, wait, I wait, think... wait! Hold on. What did you say? A surprise, as in what do you mean? Uh, blessing in this uh, disguise. What do you, what did you mean by that? We might be able to keep him. 
No way. No way. No way. No that. Does no, anyone no. else think that actually we're going to keep Sako? No, absolutely not. Crickets. No. That's what I heard. Crickets. Yeah, that that ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. <laughs> I I I just feel sad now. He has to find a new partner for that shitty handshake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, after that, even I mean, if there was any chance for him to come back and do, for us to accept him back, after that, Benteke, uh, you know, shenanigans that he went uh, with, uh, I don't think there's any place back for him at Anfield. Uh, the the people, I mean, the fans will just not take him, no matter what he does. It's simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of lots of comments on the site. With regards to this um, this particular story, um, Elvis Gergen Presley, I love that name. Um, how about a swap deal with VVD plus one pound? Joker, <laughs> uh, I would say I would do actually twenty million plus Sako for uh, uh, VVD and other their fullback. Right, 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 right. Okay. Um, Keith says they can, but are just being cheap and fucking poverty twats. Thank you, Keith. Comment of the day. Thank you very much. Um, they can't afford Sako just the same way they, they couldn't afford Benteke at 32 million pounds. Since Klopp has been at the club, we don't seem to have caved in and softened our stance on price. Did Ian Ayres grow a set, a set of balls, basically, before he left and dig his heels in for a change, or is it Klopp's influence? That's a comment that Tim said. I think basically he's trying to imply that you know, we, we tend to hold firm on our pricing for our players and it seems to reflect a shift. Okay, you pay this amount or fuck off, basically. Uh, I think that's a great uh, thing and this is basically... I, I think you just said this was a family show, Joe. I, I mean, oh, I'm you sorry. might want to be... <laughs> oh, dear. What should be the price for Sako if you want to sell him? Uh, 30? 25? Yeah, 30 is fine. 30 million is... Uh, yeah, 30 million. <laughs> 70 million for... For Virgil Van Dyke, gee, yeah. that's that's nuts. And and Sako is thirty. How is that? How is that? How is that correct? Really? Does not make much sense. Exactly. He's well, not okay. Southampton player. Okay, I may. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe I, I can see the, the I can see the, the 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 sense in that. So thirty million pounds for Sako, because you would need to spend forty million pounds on fat burning pills. <laughs> Quite, thank you, thank that's you unkind, much. Joe. That's unkind. <laughs> yeah, what he, uh, he was stupid. Uh, what he did to us in the European League, I still can't forget that. Yeah. Well. Okay, so that's that's him. Okay. Um, most recent ridiculous rumor. Gianluca Di Marzio, the Italian journalist, says that Italian champions Juventus are keeping an eye, keeping an eye, okay, keeping an eye. Guys, Juventus are keeping an eye on Liverpool's Emre Chan. Oh, why shouldn't they? Huh? It's been there since the last half of the season. Uh, Even uh, during January, February, we got the rumor that uh, ever since that Emre Khan contract situation came up to the light, Mm -hmm. that he's still waiting to sign the contract. Uh, We uh, exactly after that point, we heard the rumor that uh, Juventus is uh, looking for to sign Emre Khan. They are looking to him, but Emre Khan is still not fully developed yet. Mm -hmm. 
I don't think maybe they thought he can get they can get him like Poba. They can buy him for cheap and develop, then sell it for 85, 90 million. Mm-hmm. I don't think Emery can will go. He has a good relationship with Klopp, and Klopp loves him. You will stay with us for another six, eight years. Maybe you will have a testimonial for Emery Can. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Robbie the reindeer on the website on this particular comment um, gave a stinger. They said that they have Sami Kadira who is like Emery's dad or something. <laughs> Thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Robbie. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but Emre is not going anywhere, guys. Can someone can someone send an email to this Gianluca Di Marzio and tell him that he's talking bollocks? Gee. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. Yeah. Uh, I've had my eyes on uh, Scarlett Johansson for ages now. <laughs> that doesn't really matter, does it? Meow. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. One thing does does trouble me though. Um. We've not heard anything about this contract thing sorted. That's the thing that's troubling. So it's already people, everyone has gone off on their holidays and there was no conclusion to that. It's still, it's still hanging there. Maybe that's why these stories are, are, are still hanging around like a bad stench, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Sure. That's why there are rumors, right? Because he has only a year left on his contract. So why won't the teams look at him and say, you know, we can get him on a pre-contract in six months' time if... Uh, the contract situation remains the same. Mm. So I don't think these uh, rumors are silly. Uh, plus, he's still 23. So he has the, uh, still got the potential to be, you know, class. So not only UA, UA, you know, it's just, just one team. There might be other teams that might be looking at him uh, with just one year left and thinking, hey, we might get him in on a pre-contract in six months. So right. that's, not a, that's not a silly rumor for me. Okay. Okay. No, actually, Klopp said, uh, actually, Klopp said that we are not worried about contract situation of Emery Khan. At this moment, we are concentrating on qualifying for Champions League. And after, once we go finish our holidays, we will deal with the Emery Khan situation. Now, everything is fine, he said. So, we don't have to worry about it. When Klopp says everything is fine, we don't have to worry about it. Okay, okay moving right along. Um, another rumor, Kita Baldidiao, is how I pronounce his name. The Saria... Um, Forward from Lazio um, is now currently being linked with us, and this this particular um, zinger is being brought to us courtesy of ESPNFC. Um, I'm not sure if that is a target that we wanna wanna go for. Is this like an alternate to Mo Salah, or is this an, something entirely new? I remember reading a link um, a, um, a link with us uh, with Kita Baldediao uh, a couple of seasons now, I think. I think last season, I think he was linked with us again. Right? It was the yes. last season, yeah. Yeah, so he's coming back up again. It's like, you know, stuff that um, when you're nothing for that day, right, and just dig into the suitcase and bring out the old, oldies, oldies but goldies. It's an open season now. We really can't <laughs> throw anything. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I think I saw some rumor that we are going to uh, go for a replacement of Origi. We are going to sell Origi to uh, the guy. Oh, he said Kita. We're going to give Urugi for that guy. Yeah, swap deal, right? So yeah, swap deal. Yeah. Um, no, uh, is it or is that a swap deal though? Because um, I, the 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 thing that I did read that is that Origi is unhappy, so-called unhappy at Liverpool, and wants to go back to the to League One. Okay, um, Lazio don't play in uh, in uh, France, obviously. Um, so then it's like you know one way uh, Origi goes and another way. Kita or God knows whoever else comes, uh, you know. Uh, why not make a deal? Send Origi 
to um, you know in in exchange for Lacazette. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was thinking that we can give them some thirty million and give Origi, and we can get Lacazette. Lacazette, right? Yeah, Lacazette. Lacazette, and and obviously, um, Lacazette can't go to Atletico Madrid now because of the of the ban of the the, the court of arbitration of sport. Did yeah, not okay. lift their their ban. Yeah. yeah one, one more thing. I read today that. Uh, Griezmann uh, signed a new contract with Atletico Madrid today. Uh, it was a weird, uh, weird thing in Twitter. Yeah. I saw it in the morning. Uh, Griezmann signed a new contract with uh, Atletico today, yeah. and he, he already tweeted that. Twitter, I think he put that in Instagram. That now or never, something like that in French. He wrote yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we covered that slightly on Transfer Part One um, with Eric and his pathetic attempt to read Spanish. Thank you very much. Um, you can con me, but I don't think you can con our Spanish. Uh, speaking listeners, good attempt anyway, Eric. Well done. Let me. Well done. Okay. So <laughs> we talked a little bit about that. Okay. Um, okay. I did post this question on Twitter. Okay. Let me. Uh, you guys can tell me what you think. Um, why is it that we are going for Mo Salah? Um, two things. One, both Salah and Mane are Afcon bound players. Of course, the next Afcon is 2019. All right. Um, but more importantly, they are both. R- they play on the right side. Although, Mo Salah is a left foot player. What do you think the idea is be- behind this, guys? Amir? I think we will play Mane on the left wing. I raised this question uh, uh, last night only on uh, WhatsApp group that uh, Salah plays on right wing and even Mane plays on right wing. So, you know. But I think Klopp will uh, accommodate uh, Mane on the left wing. Uh, Salah goes to the right wing. You know, Salah likes to cut in and score his goals or assists. So I don't think that there will be any problem if Salah comes because I think Mane will shift to the left wing. So that's easy for me. Okay. Any Anyone else uh, thinking the same thing or there could be something else? Yeah. Also, I think uh, we can... Uh, our fr- front three always interchange. They don't play in a perfect uh, permanent position. They always interchange. Once we start the game, they interchange. You never know who's going to come from uh, which side. So sometimes Mane comes from the left. Sometimes he plays on the right. Sometimes he goes in the middle. So... It doesn't matter. I think uh, you're just going to uh, be flexible up front. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to get a uh, permanent spot, permanent slot or something. Mm-hmm. We just uh, we just throw everyone according to situation. And Salah got good space. I think he has a good finishing ability. Okay. Yeah, that's also we, we lack. I think Firmino is all, for all his good things. He's still a bad finisher, Firmino. Firmino could have scored 25 goals this season, but he still because of his finishing ability, he didn't do very well. Right, 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 right. You know, also one of the things is uh, Mo Salah is like, so I know he's primarily left-footed, right? But he's comfortable with both feet. He's actually pretty good with both feet. So he may be playing on the left as well or he may interchange with Mane, which is the game. So It's extremely tantalizing, isn't it? Mo Salah and Mane. She. It is. And I think uh, like uh, like how Shang said that they all, the four people at the front will keep on rotating, trying to uh, uh, to confuse the defenders or the opposition team. Uh, so first, I think that it's the pace that has maybe uh, inclined Klopp for Salah, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe the uh, entries into final third against uh, maybe the uh, teams who sit back. Mm-hmm. So these two things, as per me, is what maybe have uh, uh, inclined Klopp for Salah or a fast pace winger. So I think the the glut of fingers what we are linked to. I think the same reason. Right, right. 
Okay. Um, any other thoughts on um, things? Um, any new things that have popped up in the last few seconds? Because this um, thing about transfer rumors, obviously, it's a rolling thing and it's a minute by minute thing. So whatever you you hear at um, you know one o'clock, it's um, outdated by two o'clock. You know. So um, uh, Shankar, again, you you have your ears on the ground on on stuff like this on Twitter and, yeah. and various sources. Anything new? Uh, no, nothing so far. Okay. Only so far, Salah and every camp rumor is now going around. Okay. I'm just checking my Twitter. Uh, as far as Liverpool is concerned, nothing apart from Salah, uh, VVD, and America as of now. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Was about someone was about to say something. Uh, other interesting was that uh, Manchester United are trying to sign Gareth Bale. Sorry. United is trying to sign Gareth Bale. That's the latest rumor. Gareth Bale. Gee, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Let's um let's leave this um rumor bin behind, and um let's get to our uh topic uh just after this little break. <laughs> Okay, um, financial, financial unfair play, financial fair play, uh, financial unfair play, see what I did there, it's cute, right? <laughs> uh, all clubs equal, but some clubs more equal than others. This is ridiculous amounts of money that City are throwing, you know, left, right and centre, right? Um, it just doesn't seem that any of this is fair. Um, now, I was just ha- reading through... Um, you know, various sites, um, uh, football finance sites, as well as the UEFA site itself. Um, and if you actually look at the UEFA.org website, um, particularly with regards to their, um, this, this concept, they call this financial fair play concept. And it's an important operative word to use there. It's a concept, okay? That they created this in September of 2009 and so-called this concept has been supported by the entire footballing family with the principles of objectives being, one, to introduce more discipline and rationality in club football finances. Okay. Second, to decrease pressure on salaries and transfer fees and limit inflationary effect. Third, to encourage clubs to compete within their revenues. Fourth, to encourage long-term investments in the youth sector and infrastructure. Uh, fifth, to protect the long-term viability of European club football. And finally, to ensure clubs settle their liabilities on a, on a timely basis. Okay. Now, I'm going to start this round off um, with Shibs. Okay. How successful do you think UEFA's financial fair play rules have been, given what I've just read, with what you see in the market today? Well, it's quite obvious. The second objective or the second point has been, uh, it's been blown right out of the water for, I mean, if you look at the transfer fees, do you really think that there is any kind of rational thinking going behind that, yeah, we have to limit the transfer fees or the agent fees and so that uh, only the big boys uh, can't play and we uh, create a fair playground for all the clubs of uh, the continent to compete it's there must be some loopholes i am not a finance guy i don't understand anything of finances and how these things are written and uh, how they can be held accountable but at the same time 
uh, how can uh, somebody get away with uh, paying 100 150 million like madrid did and like or the mbappe fee that we are talking about if somebody is going to pull the trigger on that how does this work uh, i mean uh, even if you look at the revenues uh, the other day i was looking at um, uh, what was that the premier league tv revenues the clubs mm-hmm. got i mean uh, we are not that far behind from city or uh, chelsea right, yeah. for that matter so and again the way the footballing business now works is it's a global business mm-hmm. with uh, our fan bases offices and marketing marketing teams active all around the world mm-hmm. all of these clubs are wealthy clubs but then how can one club afford to pay uh, i mean um, eye watering uh, uh, i mean amount for a player and we can't even think about it and it's a good thing i would say that we can't think about it because there has to be some moral values attached to this you just can't throw money around and everything and expect that you'll get your returns that's what happens when you're city and you get pep and you still don't win anything that's mm. what happens you are when you're united and you get well uh, the scumbag of portugal and he still can't get you anything <laughs> look at the amount they spent and look at our squad people say we want to win something of course i want to win something it's been a while i mean i'm dying to win something but having said that i want to win in the proper way i mean we were so close last season i mean it's it i mean january i was uh, like everyone else we were about to rip our hairs apart but we were so close last season and we can do better but we have done it our way and i hope wefa they were trying to uh, get this picture uh, and uh, in trying to include everyone in this picture with financial fair play but obviously it hasn't happened what's fair about that there's nothing fair about that you pay 200 million let's say you pay 200 million wefa comes in checks your books and says hey you overstepped the mark pay us a 5 million fine hello 5 million is nothing for them mm. they'll do it slap on the wrist done yeah, yeah. that's but, it but okay let me let me just slightly interject and hopefully it doesn't digress um, too much on the on, on the from the topic at hand but you said um is you know um is it more important to 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 win with a, some form of uh, in a proper way to win or is it just important to win because if you if you if you ask um the 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 so-called portuguese um uh, guy and and the scums uh, they 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 will retort that they that despite having such a crappy season they won supposedly they won three trophies you know the charity shield is a trophy now by the way um so they won three trophies um the most important thing is that they they keep winning so from a moral an ethical perspective nothing was not no line was crossed we won we 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 win we keep winning that's what they do doesn't matter how they do it right so how important is that how important is that way of winning important in this argument amir uh winning is all that matters to me uh, i'm sorry uh but it is what it is uh you know next season if we win a double say a double you know not common fa cup or a league cup we win uh, an fa cup or a league cup but we don't play fancy football yeah we won't mind winning something we'll you know we'll talk about it, this in the post season that yeah we were not fancy and our football football was not dazzling enough but hey we won something you know uh 
we we need to win something first you know you can't just play good football even ix is uh, play good football you go into the championship there are teams that played uh, that play good football mm-hmm. in premier league there are teams burn uh, bournemouth and uh, swansea they play good football but mm-hmm. you know you need that end result in the end mm-hmm. for me it's all about winning uh, i said it on the group as well that you know we won the champions league we were not the best team in that champions league uh, in 2004 2005 but still we won Uh, winning is what that matters to me winning is what matters to liverpool football club and i think you need to win something fine you win something and then build up on it if you want to but first just win something okay um aditya how how successful do you think um uefa's objectives in financial fair play been um i think it's fair to say that they've been abject failure uh so I, i was just looking at like the five objectives that they've laid out just clearly looking at it it doesn't seem like any of these objectives have been achieved right i mean um uh, there is no rationality that you can see in terms of uh the transfer fees or uh the inflation that we see in the market it just seems to be going up on a year on year basis uh then in terms of the youth sector i i there barely any youth players who come through in the premier league most of these youth players are having to go down a level or maybe go out on loan elsewhere and then come back up and most of them don't even get to play for their parent club look at chelsea they keep releasing talented uh, young players um, and looks like we are also having to do that at least with klopp it looks like some of these youth players might have a chance so i i really don't think um, the fair play objectives have been met uh having said that i don't know what the technicalities of uh, uh the financial fair play regulation is but uh, it's clear that there are ways to circumnavigate uh, the f- fair play regulations i mean look at the uh, stadium naming rights uh, that deal that uh, man city had so it, they had a deal with etihad for 300 million for 3 years i mean that's preposterous that's like crazy amount of money and it's obvious that this is a loophole because etihad is also you know a part of the same organization which owns them so they clearly must be they clearly is a link but the way the rules are structured it doesn't appear to be a breach of the rules so i think i i i think that perhaps it's like time to take a look at these rules and actually say hey we need to we need to sort out the loopholes and i don't blame the governing body as well uh, to be fair i mean for any new measure or revolutionary measure that's introduced it does take a bit of time until uh, you can finalize or like you know fixate on what the loopholes are and actually sort them so as of now i think they've been an abject failure mm-hmm. but i think there's scope to actually make it better okay okay I have a, yeah, something right. to add here. Yeah. Uh I think the first year when this was first first few years it was a bit success when they actually uh put city and PSG uh, a ban a transfer ban. I yeah. mean at that time uh, they had some clear specific rules of what exactly should have been done. Mm-hmm. But after that I think I read this somewhere that uh, they started relaxing their own policies. so for one they want they did not want the companies to choke off the spending but mm-hmm. they wanted responsible investment so right. this uh, air quoted responsible investment right. turned out to be uh, like a bonus for the rich clubs and it it, it was unfair for the uh, smaller clubs yeah. so that, that that was a case of rich getting richer and uh, poor getting poorer right so right right this this is where the and and one more statement that they had unlimited amount to spend on uh youth development and infrastructure as as uh, aditya said that i don't see anyone from any big big club any youth coming up right 
and so where is this amount going if that is not in uh, in new development exactly or even in the facilities exactly exactly Okay, now looking at the Premier League um, last five seasons transfer league again at, at the article on the site, um, you see the net spend of the last five years. Uh, Twenty clubs are in there. Surprise, surprise! Manchester City is right at the top. Um, they've spent a total of five hundred and sixty-five million pounds uh, purchase gross. Okay. They sold 163 million, and so the net amount is 402, uh, uh, 550 million pounds. Okay, 0.5. Now per season, they're play, they're they're spending about 80 million, uh, 80.5 million per, per season. So that's Manchester City, uh, then followed by Manchester United. Okay, at 70 million pounds, 70.4 million pounds per season, um, and then it drops. There's a sharp drop off there, and third place. No, there's no third place actually. It's uh, oh, there is a third place, but the numbers got mixed up. The third place is Arsenal. They spent they spent forty one point one seven eight million per season, uh, and then Chelsea at thirty seven point three, and then again another drop off with Liverpool and fifth um, in twenty four point three million pounds uh, per season. So. Um, it's 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 really quite clear this we are getting outgunned in terms of um, the you know the raw firepower of uh, spending okay uh, per season and of course you know if you qualify for the Champions League you know you get that extra is that forty or fifty million pounds uh, extra to 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 blow your to to blow your wad on. Um, now, earlier I talked a little bit about this, um, uh, you know, these broad objectives that UEFA had with the FFP. Um, but actually, if you actually look at the FFP document that UEFA, UEFA uh, have written up, um, the bulk, the bulk of this document actually doesn't talk about um, uh, balancing the books. Okay, it actually talks a lot more in terms of the need to break even. Okay. And this ability to, 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 to break even, actually, it's a, it's a rolling um, idea. It's a rolling concept. So it changes from season to season. Okay? So it says that clubs can indeed make a loss and still pass the break-even test. Interesting, right? Um, and also, the, 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 as I said, the break-even target thresholds um, vary from season to season. So UEFA assess the break-even point uh, over more than just one season as well. As well. Okay? Um, so then you can also exclude certain um, expenditure from the break-even test. Um, and so you've got all of these little caveats and things that, uh, you know, give um, some form of um, excuse or reason to, to justify, um, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, conformance to the UEFA's FFP uh, uh, regulations. But... Um, now I'm going to go to 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 um, uh, Pranav. Um, do you think all of this spending is spiraling out of control? You know, it was forty million or fifty million, is it, for John Stones? Is it something like that? And then now it's seventy million for Virgil Van Dyke. Um, and then it's you know one day it's going to be a hundred million 
for another central defender and you you think that you will be spending these kinds of money for a very lethal forward you know um this guy is he's not paolo maldini or fabio cannavaro or or or, or someone like that do you think th- do you think we are going past the point of no return pranav i'm not going to ask him a question again because he always disappears <laughs> shankar Obviously, he is the leader of the world. Okay, carry on. Yeah, so uh, to answer your question, I I, I won't spend spend so much amount on a uh, defender or any player as such. Uh, If if I was an owner, I would would, uh, believe in development of the team, development of the youth. Mm -hmm. And it it really does not make sense to uh, splash so much cash on... On uh, maybe a two-season wonder, I guess. Okay. So it really does not make sense. Okay. Okay. Uh, Shankar, yeah. you were saying yeah. Yeah, it's a nature of the world. You cannot change. Once certain thing happens, uh, people don't go back to the old old structure again. Yeah. They, they, they just continue from move, move forward. Today it's 70 million. Tomorrow it will be 100 million, and uh, maybe two seasons after that it will be 120 million for a different. Uh, Right, right, right. Yeah, we all love to have a fairy tale, but just look uh, practically. Football is a business now. They mm. want to win trophies. They want to earn more money and spend more money. They want to, um, <coughs> what do you call this? More turnover. Yeah. It's a turnover business now. Okay. So obviously, these things, will, this trend will continue yeah. until the bubble bursts. Yeah. I think that will be in another five, six years. There will be a major breakdown in finances of football. Mm. After that. Mm, you will have a certain pragmatic approach to this transfer market yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Hey, so i i just want to add one thing here right sorry to interject no yeah, yeah. uh the the whole thing about uh, transfer fees being inflated and the market as such being inflated especially you know with the premier league is primarily driven by the fees uh, you know the tv rights uh, which you know is paid out so I think the last time the rights were sold, there was a three-year deal for about five billion, mm-hmm. and I so I I don't really so year on year basis it's been going up exponentially. I I I don't really see how after a point you know the TV rights money can go up any further. I mean it's reached five billion for a three-year contract or four-year deal. Mm-hmm. I, so does that mean it needs to rise up to seven billion for the next three or four seasons? I I don't see how. that becomes a profitable business model for the broadcaster as well so at some point it has to break down yeah and i think it's soon you think it's soon okay about going past the point of no return then okay um uefa actually thinks that um they have actually been successful with ffb ffp um with um you know with reining in um indiscriminate Um, you, you mean you, you mean really they think they have successfully implemented that's, the FFP and achieved some targets? That's that's you really what, think? Yeah, that's what they think. Um, obviously, um, you know what 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 it, it's uh, it's important that we we um, adjust the view from the activities of one or two clubs, okay, in the transfer market with the majority of the clubs that are in adherence to whatever UEFA is trying to do. Um, and according to UEFA, they think that yes, they have reined in. um indiscriminate spending and company uh, uh, football uh, com- uh, clubs are keeping within um are cutting the suit according to their size you know keeping within the means actually um so that this is what this is what this is what uefa uh uefa think so shankar you don't obviously agree with this 
Yeah, obviously, I don't, I don't think how they come to that conclusion. Uh, you, you are some sometime back you were saying that Man City has spent. Uh, I was exactly not listening. I think I, my line got cut off. You spent something about five twenty million on purchase, and they made hundred odd million on uh, on their income or, yeah. or player sales. Where is that uh, balancing of the book? I don't know how UEFA thinks that uh, the clubs are managed to do everything within the books. Well, I, I, let me just pull up um, a little bit of uh, some stats, okay? So basically, um, why you wafer feel that FFP, their FFP regulations have worked or, or their, their concept on these objectives that we talked about have worked? Because they say that the overall debt, uh, debt clubs across Europe, okay, um, hold has, has decreased dramatically. So three years after the implementation of the FFP regulations, the combined debt across European top flight teams was actually reduced by 700 million. Okay, now, although some of that reduction can be attributed to an increase in TV revenue um, and basically an improvement in overall economic um, conditions, because obviously we don't work within, uh, we, we work within an overall economic environment. You know, when the economy is good, you know, you find that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, as, as, as the word says. So they say, also say that the curbing of transfer fees has also played a, a significant part. So, they say in 2012, there was actually a 25% reduction in expenses associated with transfer fees compared to the pre-FFP era, all right? And they're also saying that youth development and infrastructure investment is also increasing, um, uh, although they are actually themselves, uh, in and in of themselves, exempt um, for, from FFP. FFP um, saying, but they did, they did say that many clubs have started to direct more funding towards the, the towards their youth academies. So, this is what this is what you uh, UEFA are saying um, on a macroeconomic from a macro perspective. You can say that okay, um, uh, uh, you know, is the gap between the bigs, big clubs, and the smaller clubs they have and they have nots basically is it continuing to widen? Absolutely, absolutely. It's widening. It's widening in a rapid pace. Uh, these big clubs are able to attract huge jersey deals, and they have the huge, uh, they have the reach across the globe. Like if you take Manchester United, Liverpool, Madrid. Yeah, sorry, uh, sorry. Um, I think Shibs has to go. Uh, uh, thanks for joining us, Shibs. We hope to have you back on the show um, very soon. Take care. Bye. Take care. Uh, Bye, mate. Uh, thank you. It's been great and uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, great discussion going on, but sorry, I have to leave. Maybe I'll be back soon. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yes. We, we'll bye, mate. See you back soon. Bye. Yeah, okay. Thank you, mate. Bye. Bye. Okay. So, yeah, that's 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 what we uh, what we ha- have on um, the FFP. Does anyone else have anything to add to 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 this point or not? I think, I think you're the only thing I want to say. Hold on, hold on. Who, uh, I heard a couple of voices in there. It was, it was, uh, did you, 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 you speak? No, Amir, did it? Go for it, Amir. Uh, Amir, I, Amir, I, go ahead. Yeah. After. Yeah. I just wanted to say that the UEFA might be taking the polls from their own officials. Mm. You know? Because, uh, <laughs> yeah, true. it has everything to do with that TV money. Yeah. Right? Because you look at Madrid and Barca from the Spanish league, you look at Bayern from uh, the German league, you look at someone like UA mm. uh, from the Italian league, the gap is massive, uh, you know, it, there was a statistics that uh, said, you know, Madrid and Barca have like 95, 96 trophies and then you have Atletico Bilbao at 36, mm. 
if if that doesn't tell you that how much of a gap that is, then I don't think what will. Uh, plus, I think this is a total bust by UEFA. They keep talking about this crap about FFP, I and mean, you still see teams like PSG and City and Madrid, Barcelona. You know, spending 75, 80, 90, Manchester United. Uh, you know, paying world record fees. Uh, I mean. They are still paying it, right? Yeah, that's and right. Uh, they are talking about you know uh, the spending has gone down and whatever because the smaller clubs can't afford uh, fees like that. They are going to you know manage in a certain budget, twenty five say twenty five thirty million. Mm. You know, they are always going to manage in uh, that sort of budget. We are not going to expect Stoke to spend fifty sixty million on Virgil van Dijk or someone like that. Mm. You know, you expect teams like Manchester United, Liverpool, Arsenal. Uh, Forget Arsenal, Chelsea, cities. Yeah. You expect these big teams to spend like that. Yeah. You don't expect Crystal uh, Palace or someone like that to spend seventy million on uh, Van Dyke. Mm. So you know that's uh, that's just crazy what uh, UEFA thinks about the clubs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aditya. Uh, yeah. Just uh, also wanted to add, right? So I think you did say on a macroeconomic scale, it maybe like you know the figures may indicate that it's been successful yeah. but looking at it case by case obviously uh, that doesn't seem to be the case but i think the one uh, the one interesting kind of club which i want to look at and be like okay seems like it's made a change is actually chelsea because it seems like chelsea's like net spending has gone down i mean from their heydays of like 2005 onwards, their spending has really declined over the last few years and they're not really going out there and blowing money and they're doing business smarter. So maybe there is a case, maybe like City will also reach a point eventually, so will United where they're forced to like reconcile their books similar to uh, similar to Chelsea. Just, just mm-hmm. a thought. I, Good just yeah, a I, thought just, you know? I just want to add that uh, we really not sure about Chelsea's financial situation. Uh, if you have listened to the transfer cast uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. Uh, Eric said that uh, uh, Chelsea sold uh, Oscar to some Chinese league, but they didn't get the money. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they they have made so many sales, but uh, how many, how much money they got back, it's still not uh, clear. Yeah. I think Chelsea, maybe Chelsea, they are they are huge squad. They have lots of people on loan. They can afford to stop spend. Right, right. Right, right. Exactly, they have a settled yeah, squad. You know, after after years and years of spending, they might now have actually a settled squad. So they don't need to spend a uh, hundred millions every window to buy five six players. They'll yeah. now just buy a couple of players and they'll be done with it. They have a settled squad now. Even City after five ten years, you'll see even them spending less because they'll have a settled squad then. I was just going to say that actually, yeah. I mean, the reason why again we you're seeing City spend so much is that we know that they needed to spend this sum this summer. You know, they had a really they had an aging squad. Um, and they needed to gut that 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 squad out. Um, they had reasonable success with it. Depends on who you ask. I don't think uh, Sheikh Mansour would, would agree with that. But um, we knew we knew this was coming up the turnpike, right? So this is not a surprise to us. We knew that they were going to spend heavy and go big uh, this summer. Um, and everyone on uh, social media is is losing their head. Uh, and all these things that are happening, and they said, "Why are they doing all these things?" And, and you know, we're not hearing anything from Liverpool. And it's like, okay, we're only hearing about City, and then one or two other deals, and that's it. You know, this doesn't make sense to me. This, you know, why can't you just wait and 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 have the assurance that things are being worked uh, in the background? These guys, I guess, they're just not familiar with negotiation strategy and how all these deals, you know, take place. 
So you cannot expect sense in Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> just the man. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Do you want to say something? No. Okay, if not, we're going to move, uh, move on to yeah. our next point. Um, okay, I, if you can want to um, uh, put your money into, into Liverpool um, as, as a wealthy sheikh, uh, uh, if you've just won the lottery, um, like uh, you know, this uh, blast from the past, Ali Nadim here. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched this show uh, from, the, from the early 80s or late 70s. It's called Mind Your Language. Just going to play this. Squeeze, please. Uh, just sit down a minute, Harry, will you? No, thank you. I'm only coming to tell you I'm not coming. Not coming. <laughs> yes, please. Well, uh, but you can't leave in the middle of a term. I mean, you were doing quite well. Why do you want to leave? Oh, blimey. I'm coming up on the puddles. Coming up on the puddles? <laughs> yes, please. The football puddles. Oh, the football puddles? <laughs> yes. And I'm getting eight scurrying draws. How many draws on the cup on? Only the eight I'm getting. Huh? How much are you in? Oh, blimey. It could be half a million pounds. Oh, yes. Santa Maria! Oh, I'm a very happy for you because you are my best friend. <laughs> He's also my friend. Amigo mio, I am the true friend of Ali. You? But of course, we are practically bloody brothers. <laughs> Okay, um, back in the days where political incorrectness was uh, well allowed, uh, not 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 like today. <laughs> okay, guys, um, I did pose this question um, to you on WhatsApp, um, and I asked which single most defining factor for us will determine a serious Premier League title challenge for next season. Okay. Uh, which factor, single most important factor, do you think will determine a serious title challenge for us uh, next season? So we're going to kick this off. I'm crossing my fingers that he's going to respond now. We're going to kick this off with Pranav. Pranav? No, I think Pranav's not on. Pranav's not on, I think. No, he mutes the mic and forgets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shankar. Yeah, uh, the main thing will be keeping our players healthy. That's the most important thing we have to look next season. See, look at Chelsea's title challenge. Of course, they played only in the three competition, but they are most of the majority of the players played uh, almost seventy percent of the game. The most important thing for us to win a title mm. or any cup next season will be keeping our players fit. Okay. So okay, so you've distilled to keeping players fit as your single most defining. Um, Factor. Yeah, obviously, it, 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 if you keep our 70% of the players fit, we can play the same lineup in every game. Of course, we have to rotate uh, having the um, Champions League and other trophies. Uh, but uh, having the ability to play all the players uh, for 70-80% of the games, it gives a better understanding between the players. We can see the style of play without any breakup. If you look at the January season, mm. uh, during the last season, January, once Mane went off, we lost the rhythm. Right, right. We don't know what we had to do to break the defence. Yeah. We simply just switched off and uh, it was like that, um, some uh, what is called the zombie apocalypse movie, some movie, when this <laughs> upper lock operation switched off that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we just stood there and we didn't do anything. Right, so, right. 
the so injury is the main concern for me we if we keep all our players fit mm-hmm. we'll be able to win at least two trophies next year okay um aditya you you were telling me offline that um you have a different focus um so i did but i mean it's really hard to like get down to like one factor mm-hmm. um i would say so i was originally saying that you know i i hope we have luck through this season only because i can see every other like factor being there i think our summer recruitment is going to be good mm-hmm. i think we have good players already on in our squad um i think we have a excellent manager and we have a fantastic fan base right mm-hmm. so i think all factors are there for success i'm just praying for a bit of luck you know the the united luck you know with like penalties and injuries and things like that so perhaps a bit of luck going away yeah yeah um why why do you think why do you think again we had all these injuries obviously well it's kind of like an, a question that answers itself isn't it such a small squad uh you know and within that squad only uh, even a select group of uh players that Klopp liked and think would execute his vision um and and the way he wants to play um, and they kept playing i mean look at milner look at klein um we didn't we didn't have much of a settled central central back uh, center back uh, pairing for much of the season um but but when matip and lovren played we kept a number of clean sheets but they were rarely together you know yeah um genie yeah. genie played a lot genie played a lot and can uh, tailed off in terms of his performance uh, and put out, put on a massive show towards the end but he played a lot of games genie as well so didn't have much to to, to go on um Of course you will have Raymond Verheigen um you know the egg on Twitter um always taking hey, pot yes. shots <laughs> Yes that's another name for him yes Yeah yeah <laughs> Amir what would be your single most important uh, criteria to define Premier League success for us next season I was going to say uh, defense you know we have been better every season in the club defensively you know we have improved actually but i have to agree with shanks uh, priority has to be numero uno for our fitness because uh, as shanks said you know injuries actually did cost us in january and after that you know we were just making up the ground so i definitely agree with shanks that uh, we have to you know have a good fit squad throughout the, throughout next season you know if we have if you if you want to win trophies if you want to challenge for titles we need first of all we need to have a fit fit squad mm. yeah absolutely absolutely pranav are you back online yeah hi uh, okay um okay so i was asking we i was asking um what what would be the one single characteristic one single factor that you think will determine premier league success for us next season what would your answer be uh, i think it's the mentality uh, look even klopp said that uh chelsea were high school like that that's a uh, trait of mentality uh, we we know what we can do we have seen what we can do as a team okay. we were like uh, thrashing teams all around the park so that's what we can do but we were we were not able to maintain ourselves we we lost our heads we lost the ability uh, due to because of what we can play okay and i think that the mentality has to be the biggest thing what what i can see Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I think my response oof, you, all of you guys said quite good points actually. Um I'm still going to go with injuries though. I think if we can keep a relatively fit squad, um 
you know, uh, you're able to play the, the players that you want to play your, you know, in the best 11, starting 11, then, you know, we, we, we already know that Liverpool play a great brand of football, right? So, um, alternatively, okay, maybe I give another answer. Maybe if it's not injuries, I'll say, okay, really, um, maybe it's linked to the mentality point, um, is really converting uh, those games against the bottom half of the table to wins, you know, uh, that alone uh, could give us some success. Now, I was saying um, on, I think, the last Forecast 25, the grand finale show, um, I said that, you know, for next season, I wouldn't be so bearish about our chances in making another serious tilt for the title because um, we have the best record against the top six, okay? It was really only our performance against the teams from the bottom half of the table which did us over, right? And then, of course, all the injuries that came as a result of, you know, just keep playing the same players. So if we have the right amount of mentality, uh, I, hear, I hear a clap, so thank you very much. I'm bowing. <laughs> but just the on, on, only thing to add there, though, right, is that yeah. important to remember that last season we didn't have any European football. And we, we keep seeing this every time we have European football, we struggle yeah. domestically. And every time yeah. we have we don't have European football, yeah. we tend to do quite well. So, yeah. I, I mean, a huge, huge amount uh, hinges on how well we do in the summer transfer window. Yeah. But if we, if we do well, then, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you and say I wouldn't be yeah. too bearish either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and one more thing, we need to cut down the naivety. Man. Uh, sometimes we do silly mistakes. We just switch off. Uh, we think that they cannot counter. Uh, we are good. We can. We have to cut down that naivety. Maybe it's a part of the mental strength. Mm-hmm. We have to cut down the naivety. Mm, naivety, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, guys, we have just about run out of time. Sorry, we couldn't cover all the topics that we wanted to cover. Maybe we can hold off to the next uh, to the next show. Uh, of course um, thank you so much for joining me um, on on uh, this show it was a pleasure as always uh, thank you very much and I'll talk to all of you soon on our next show take care very much take care bye 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 this is the end hold your breath and-